Welcome to Keeping It Real with Shana Recker, the podcast for entrepreneurial sisters like you looking for unfiltered and authentic advice on how to navigate your business through the craziness of life. My guests and I keep it super real here for you, sisters, zero fluff. So welcome to today's episode. All right, everybody, welcome to this episode of Keeping It Real with Shana Recker. I am thrilled beyond belief. I don't want to say excited because I say that every single time I do a podcast. I'm so excited because I'm always excited, but this time I am thrilled. I'm using a different word today. Thrilled beyond belief to have Rachel Camfield with us today. Um, Rachel and I met through uh, our my mentor, your friend and mentor, Amber Lillystrom. She's connected me to a lot of amazing people. Um, and so I'm excited to have Rachel here talking with us today. Because she is all kinds of awesome things, and starting with being a mama, she's a a mom to her little boy. How old is your little guy now? Eight months. Eight months. Oh my gosh. You're in that like really fun stage where they're starting to like almost walk and really busy and all that good stuff. Love that. Uh, She's a wife. Um, She's an inspirational speaker. She's a writer, a coach, and she's also a network marketing sister, and you have a podcast too, right? What's your podcast called? Yes. The podcast is Sacred Conversations Podcast. It's on iTunes right now. I love that. And so you've got that as well. So she's got her hands in all kinds of things, uh, an awesome entrepreneur. And I'm excited to have her here to talk all about network marketing and wherever else we go. As you know, in this uh, podcast, we keep it super real here. So welcome, Rachel. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I know we'll probably go deep today because yeah. that is the level I like to go. Uh, we won't stay on the surface. It just started raining. So I, I'm going to take that as a good sign yeah, of I abundance. Well, and it's so funny. We were talking about before we started uh, the recording about, you know, being moms and entrepreneurs and doing what we have to do. And and Rachel's actually inside her car right now so that she could do this podcast episode (laughs) to stay so that, you know, she's not distracted by all the kids and all the stuff. And and I was just telling her. It's lovely. I know, right? (laughs) And like two minutes before I'm telling Maya to get off YouTube beside me because it's loud. And so here, this is real. This is real life, right? This is how we do business together. I love it. So I, I always love to open up uh, the podcast with your story. So how were you introduced to network marketing? What did life look like before? All that good stuff. And uh, just sort of take us on that journey with you. Absolutely. Well, thank you first, Shana, for having me on your incredible podcast and introducing me to your your world, your audience. Uh, I feel like I already know a lot of them because we are, you know, Arbonne sisters in a lot of ways and network marketing sisters, but also women who are connected to our purpose and our calling and we're living it out every day, um, whether you're sitting in your front seat. Um, actually, I'm like so happy. I have a cup holder to hold my <laughs> seltzer. It's like I'm hands-free over here. This is amazing. Life is so good. <laughs> life, life is made in the shade over here. Um, you're just incredible for creating this space and bringing life to people who maybe feel isolated, alone, like they're on the journey by themselves. I think that is going to lead me perfectly into a little bit more of my story. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, um, sisters and brothers who are listening can just maybe feel less alone from this episode. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. So I got started with both of my businesses. I have multiple businesses and I would say that I am quite the multi-passionate person who has a lot of callings on my life. Mm -hmm. And it was a health scare in 2015 that for me made me go, what am I doing? Is this where I want to be? If you really have these things inside of you, this music inside of your soul, you got to figure out how to get it out. It's no one's going to come knock on your front door and say, Rachel, I'm ready to be inspired by you. (laughs) 
you've got to do it. And so that was really the nudge that got me looking in so many directions, including cleaning up my life and like cleaning up like, okay, like, oh gosh, it's really starting to rain. Shana, I hope it's okay. Let me know. I can't hear it at all. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Great. Thank you. Well, the rain was, is reminding me that cleaning up my life looked like, okay, you know how when it rains, there's like a little bit of residue left behind after the rain and you're just like, but it's over. The sun's out. I had had so many kind of like ripples of, you know, a nudge to try something new or a nudge to, to change my life or a nudge to take a leap. And yet I would let my busy life, like we all have those distractions. I would just let those things take over the steering wheel again. And I would let them just, okay, well maybe later, maybe later. And so I just decided after that health scare, it was time to really try betting on myself. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that was 2015. Um, I did my first online marketing course that year. I remember my husband and I were like, we were like, Oh my gosh, we're going to take this money from savings. My palms were sweaty as I was like clicking the mouse. I was like, what am I doing? It felt like, okay, this is either the best idea or the worst idea. Anybody, can you relate on that one? Yes. Uh, And we just did it. And so I was working full time as the Southeast sales and media ambassador for an incredible company based in California. I was traveling about a week out of every month. I was pounding the pavement with my cute little ballet flats, building up this incredible territory of seven states. And the whole time I just kept feeling like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? I love this work. Nothing's really wrong. Um, but is this, is this my magic? And so uh, that's actually how I met Amber is we were at a live event later that year, Amber Lewstrom, and she yeah. was there as a guest speaker. I was there as a, as a guest as well. And we just started connecting. Um, I hadn't really thought too much about network marketing, but I was open to multiple income streams. And it was just like, there's so much to do. (laughs) There's just so many things. Where do I start? Where do I begin? But here is the golden nugget. When we take the step forward, that is when that actually the universe, God, love can actually meet us where we are with what we actually want, what our desires, what our dreams, what our callings are speaking and saying to us, we, if we're still holding on so tight, there's no room for that magic. Mm. Um, and so at the same time of me deciding, I'm going to go out on my own. Um, I, you know, I let this amazing company know that I would be leaving. I'd be starting off. We really even tried to work together. That's how amazing the partnership was that I had with them. They wanted to be a client and yeah, it, it was, it was wonderful. So that was the end of 2015. Um, but I will say that it was also that awkward space of being an entrepreneur where I was trying to please everyone. Mm-hmm. And I really, um, the kind of work that I'd been doing like PR and network, uh, network marketing, not yet PR, um, marketing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, building relationship, sales, training, all of that stuff. You know, I could totally take those skills and make money with them, but that wasn't what my calling was. So it's like, what do you do? Are you, you're, you're replacing your income. Um, how do you do that? And so I was definitely that brand new entrepreneur who was offering things mm-hmm. because I could. Um, but not necessarily because they were my dream. Mm. So then that enters network marketing. Okay. Um, I went to my first women's networking meeting with my brand new business cards right as soon as I started my business, my doors hadn't opened quite yet. And that is where I actually met my sponsor. We had never met before. I got up and introduced myself in like a 30 minute, 30 minute 
talk and 30 minute, 30 second talk, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. Um, this is probably a 30 minute talk with how much I'm talking right now. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> okay. And uh, she shared about her. I shared about me. We're in a large group, you know, and we ended up deciding to connect afterwards, get coffee. She was interested in what I was doing with life coaching and business and brand coaching. And I was like, oh my gosh, a client. Yay. So let's just pause here and say that we are meeting. She rolls up in her beautiful white Mercedes. She's close to my age. Um, She has the most amazing energy. She's so fun, so energetic healthy, laid back. I know she has little kids and I'm just trying to put the pieces together. Like what is actually going on here? I'm so excited to learn more about this gal. And she says that she's a a regional vice president with Arbonne. And I was like, okay, like, what is that? Is that like the SunTrust building in our downtown? I don't like, you know, it sounds like you need this big plaque on your door. And I just like, okay. And she started talking about our vegan products and, and, and I said, you mean you have vegan lip gloss? So I really, I feel like I have my entire business bank to this. Um, because here I was trying to clean up what it was I was doing, what it was I was using. And that was the last area that I felt like I could check the box on. And so I was like, she immediately shared the business with me as we were sitting there. secret to success people. Um, she just said, you'd be awesome at this. And I just was like, Ooh, I kind of leaned, I leaned back just a little bit internally around, but that's not my plan. So sister, brother listening, it usually isn't your plan. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that is when I feel like I had that voice inside speaking to me that said, you know what, Rach, like lean into the yes. Like what the heck? Mm -hmm. If you lean into the no, um, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get exactly what you have, but what would happen if you leaned into the yes? Yes. And so I said, okay, like next little bite, next little step. Um, I went to a local meeting with a discover, you know, meeting Mm -hmm. and I almost didn't go Shana. I was getting ready to send that text and say, I'm so sorry. Something's come up because my website was going live the next day, this huge reveal doors opening and something really huge happened thanks to social media. And I had all this traffic coming over to my site and to my Instagram. Another person reposted something I had shared. And I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to do all of this? And I had already told her I would come. And so I thought to myself, that's who I am. When I tell someone I'm going to do something, I come. And so I thought, I'm just going to figure it out. Snuck in the back of the room, sat in the back row. And by the end of the evening, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I hadn't even tried a product yet. I thought, I hope this is as good as I'm hoping, as I'm praying. I really want this to work myself up for. (laughs) I, yeah, I was like, I really want this to work, but I've never even tried anything, but who cares? Like just keep going, following that tug in your heart. And so that is, I guess the story of how I started my coaching and inspirational content studio and my network marketing business within almost the same breath. Um, and I just jumped in literally with both feet I sprinted and puked the first six months in all aspects. Mm-hmm. And would you say that the sprint and puke was good for you or would you recommend not doing it that way? You know, I'm all about necessity. What yeah. do you need? Yeah. You know yourself better than anybody else. You know your body better than anybody else in real time and in not real time. For me, that's what I needed because the organization that I built, I almost uh, we almost went region 
qualification within my first six months mm-hmm. um, of starting it and also having a wait list of people in my other business. I had more money, not necessarily tied to network marketing, but through my own coaching and what I was doing with other projects and clients that I was like, okay, this is abundance, but I couldn't even receive it honestly because of how hard I pushed myself. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good to know it's possible. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I know for me, like I had a deadline, like, so I did as well because I was on maternity leave. And when I started my business and was looking at, you know, even though I didn't really know what I was doing, I was, I saw an opportunity, like if I could really make this work and replace yeah. them, then yes. I could not have to go back to that job and be home right. With kids, right. So it's almost like giving yourself that deadline. You, yeah, you do sprint a little bit, but in doing that, it built my business and up and exactly. able yeah. for years to follow, right? Exactly. So yes. What you're capable of too, right? Absolutely. And, and I love that regardless of what we're talking about, we can always count on ourselves. And when you're partnered with a company that is really complementary to who it is you are and how it is you serve, if you work it, it will work for you. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Now I want to, I want to circle back a little bit. Let's sure. talk about, um, you, you mentioned the nudge and the feelings of like, when you were doing stuff, it just wasn't feeling right. So what, what was that like for you? Because I think, you know, as we explore network marketing and, you know, we're getting these nudges and I know, um, even, even those who are listening to this right now who have their network marketing business, but they're also still working full time, but they keep getting that nudge that they, you know, they want to, you know, they want to transition. Like, how did you know, like, what did that feel like for you to, to be in that space? Like, yeah, it it, it was a, a, a season of a lot of prayer for me. Mm-hmm. and not seeking the outside answers, even though that's what I wanted most. Mm. I wanted that most, but um, I have a very rich spiritual life um, and a deep connection to my, my inner voice within mm-hmm. and what I hear you know, being spoken to me. And I was out for a walk in my neighborhood. My husband and I had just bought our house. Uh, this was 2015. It was fall, which is just my favorite. And I was walking alone. Um, visions that I had then, I'm living now. For example, pushing my son in the stroller on our streets, walking to meet friends um, and have play dates. I mean, it was like becoming a mom for me has been such a catalyst for everything I have now. And so now it's, I'm almost kind of in a weird space of like, it's time to dream again because yeah. um, it's already happened. And so it's like, now it's just, impact is really where I'm being called. Mm-hmm. But those nudges and those words for me, it, it came in a single word uh, as I was walking and it just was, it was like, I could hear it. You know, we have different ways of receiving messages and mm-hmm. for me, I hear, I hear a lot of them. Um, so I guess that's auditory. And I understand exactly what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Um, I just got the one word step. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wrestled and fought with that, like in a, in our conversation, like step, what do you mean step there? Like, where, where am I mm-hmm. supposed to step? I don't see, I don't see yeah. a path. I don't see a staircase, but you want me to trust and take this one step. And that was it. That was all I got was step. And then it was almost like, you know, you just kind of get a little frustrated. You take your fist yeah. and you're just like, ah, 
you want somebody to make the choice for you. Like you want somebody right. to, like, you want to almost like, like I hate to say this, but get fired so that you don't have to make yes. the choice so that you can just make yes. the decision. I know. Else, right? I know. And that I think Shana is where massive uh, gratitude and trust for your entire life comes into play. Um, and I was at, already at a point of living this life where I had already had a conversation with God and said, you don't, I, I, I'm not going to ask you for any more proof. Like I know I trust. Okay. So when that came, it was like, okay, like, fine. I'm just going to go with this. I'm just going to take that step one at a time and lean on amazing mentors. Amber and I were actually working together in a trade. <laughs> I was side hustling doing uh, a graphic design. That's actually how I funded my entire company. I didn't go into any credit card debt starting my business. Um, and so I started doing uh, graphic design work for her clients and she coached me. So uh, God is always working for us if we will just lean into the trust and lean into the yes. And, I and even if it feels weird, we're just like, this doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. But you feel it anyways. Yeah. Well, there's a couple things I wrote down, but first of all, I just want to say you have to, the people that come into our lives, like Amber came into your life for a reason, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, so divinely put into, yes, but we're put there when we trust, have mm-hmm. faith and take action. Those people mm-hmm. will show up, right? Like you online yeah. signing up for that course, that's yeah. having, you know, in a scary time when you're paying, for, you know, I, we've all yeah. paid I paid big dollars for mentors and things like that where it's been like, Oh my God, am I really doing this? But in doing that action and putting yourself out there, you you're put in front of different opportunities that you wouldn't have take that. Right. The transformation is in the transaction. You you cannot get further down the path, even without the steps that you want to be on, unless you actually allow that transformation to happen, which is going to happen through a transaction. 100%. I love that. And then the other thing that I wrote down too, is about, you know, that taking that step, that, that whole leaping without the net, it's like you leap first and then the next step appears, then yeah. the net appears. Right. And it's like a lot of us, I know when I quit my job too, it was scary. It was like, okay, well, I'm going to give up my pension. And like, you know, everybody's going, oh my gosh, all those, those scarcity things. And I was like, no, I know I can do this, right? I I have faith that I can do this. And if I don't do this, I'll always wonder what if, like, what if, Mm -hmm. what am I letting go? Right. And, you know, it has yet to, to not, I have, I have yet to look back and go, oh, I regret doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and whose world are we living in? Are we living in the world of the past where we didn't have the technology we have Mm -hmm. or the connections or the rapid, you know, intimacy that we can create with one another by simply being able to look in each other's eyes through a cell phone, iPhone computer video (laughs) thing. Like, okay. So we have so many more things that we are having to support us and use as tools versus the olden days. And it's like, we can't make this work now. If we're believing that, then it won't. But if you do believe it, it will. It will. And, and that's the thing. Abundance and opportunity is everywhere if you're willing to see it, right? And so um, the other thing that I want to touch on here, because it's something that I'm truly passionate about, and for those who are listening, this does work, okay? So is visualization. Like you said, you visualized you walking with your, you know, your baby in the yeah. store and all that stuff. I used to, I, I'm a big, like, I love having a hot bath. That's my thing. Yeah. It's like my time. And I would visualize myself reaching that promotion and mm. seeing my myself at the like party that we were going to throw and 
all the speeches that I was going to speak. And I like to the point where I could get myself so there in the place that I could make myself cry. Like I would be Mm. emotional over it. And you guys, when you spend that time visualizing your goals as already done in your mind and you attach feeling to it, you guys, that's how, that's how law of attract, like that's where things Mm -hmm. start to manifest. Situations happen. The Mm -hmm. people you meet, like stuff happens and sometimes seeing your goals as already done in your mind. And I truly believe, like you said, now you're living it. It's like, kind of like, geez, like here we are, you know? So it's, it's awesome to be able to do that. I love that about, about, well, just real quick, but you realizing and attaching and verbalizing, because the way, this is one thing that I think a lot of people even now feel like, oh, so many people already do that. Or who am I to do that? And, you know, you are the filter. Like it has to come through you for the people that are listening to you and who follow you and who are inspired by you. And so I love the way you're just like, this was, this was my version of this. This was me connecting emotion to my visualizations. This was the power behind that. And I just feel like, oh my gosh, what if you didn't do that? Mm -hmm. Like, who are you not to sit in your bathtub and think yourself and dream yourself into tears. Who are you not to? Yeah. And the thing is, is when you visualize that and you put so much emotion behind it, you're inspired to take the right actions to build your vision. You can't just go visualize and then do nothing. Like it inspires you to actually do the work to help you get there. And that's like me. It's like, I love, I actually just redid my vision board yesterday. Like you said, it was kind of time. I was like, okay, I've already kind of accomplished some of these things. (laughs) I'm feeling a little stale here. It's time for new goals, bigger visions, bigger things, right? So it's about doing all that work, um, which is, which I I believe the visualizing and all that fun stuff, it's all part of the work. Yeah. I want to talk about, um, the social media thing. Cause you said like, you know, yeah. we have all these tools and, you know, we have Instagram and Facebook and, you know, zooms and all these things. Yeah. How are you, uh, finding like, cause I know I've been in the business for eight years and you've been since 2015. So I know for me, 2016 I, is actually when I started. I when just you started. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a few years. Yeah. And I know for me, like I, when I started this business, social media was like Facebook we had, yeah. And we did a little bit of business and things through Facebook, but it's really like the, the social media game is changing. So yes, yes. anybody jump on the surfboard y'all. <laughs> like I, I can't even go to Snapchat yet. Like I'm like, I see that Snapchat's there and I'm kind of looking at it. I'm like, I can't yet. I'm just, I can't, I can't do it. Yet. Yeah. My kids are Snapchat professionals, but, um, how do you see, social media working for you in your business, in your network marketing business, like what kind of things are you using? What do you see that's working? What kind of tips can you give us around that area? Like, what are you noticing in your world? I might burst a bubble here. Yes, please. Um, Social media is such an incredible tool and I use it personally for my own personal transformation. Um, I use it to connect with other people, but when it comes to network marketing, I don't count on anything from social media in the sense of like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, hit this goal or go to this next promotion level because of what I'm sharing. Not at all. Um, I really truly think that social media for me and my business serves as a way for me to build relationships. And if a relationship and a conversation is going to happen through that vehicle and it comes, you know, off of that, that's great. 
it's like, but I just look at it as a way to connect even deeper, to make a new friend, um, to learn about somebody else's life. I personally don't necessarily use it to sign people up and sell like crazy. And I just don't sell on social media. Um, I don't use my personal accounts. Um, rarely, maybe I would, um, every, every once in a while. Um, but I've built because, and, and I don't, this is going to resonate for the person that's almost like building this other empire, the person that has a personal brand, you work so thoughtfully to create the content for the people who are so, so generous to follow you that I, I have had the biggest time and the biggest struggle with how do I share my network marketing within my own work? Mm, yes. Um, Transition. I've, yes, I've really like not wanted to, uh, I'm transparent. I, 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 I don't sell. Um, I just have conversations with people. Uh, and that really is what works for me. And I do love that. Cause even when you think about the woman who introduced you to the business, I mean, it wasn't like at that networking event, which by the way, right. get your butt out to networking events. Cause obviously right. that works. Well, it's, just, it's this, it's the same things. It's yeah. Networking event or social media, you make the introduction, you make a new friend, but the first time you meet them, you don't, you you're have not. to get to know them. Like yeah. you're screening them as much as they're screening you, right? Exactly. And that's what you yeah. did, right? And, and the, yeah. the, the meeting that you two had was a natural flow of just getting to know each other. And it wasn't her going like, I have something I need to. And she hired me too, as a coach. So I will put that in there. Like there we go, were, right? but then yes. you, both, you both benefited from, yes. all, right. So yes. it's about, like you said, it's about using social media to live out loud and show people how mm. you, I live. love that. Right. Yep. It's yep. Like, Hey, I'm at the park with my son on a Tuesday and I'm freaking loving my, my juice today. Or, you know, yeah. whatever you're drinking, if it's one of your right. products or whatever, like giving those experiences versus saying, you know, Hey, this is, this is on sale today Buy this from. Well, and I think too, because I love what I do so much within my network marketing company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so passionate about the products at first, it was so hard for me not to share. Cause I was just like, Oh my gosh. And I, I have, you know, people on my team, we deal with the same things and it's, it's hard not to just get so excited. But that's a good problem to have. Right. Yeah. And I think yeah. that some of that excitement's okay. Like I think yeah. you can do some of those things. Mm-hmm in social media and still be classy about it. Yes. Yes. And I think that comes really the root of what makes it classy online is being authentic in what you're sharing. Like if you Mm -hmm. really absolutely, like let's say they launch something new, your company launched something new and you are like, you're so excited. Losing your mind. You do a Facebook live video and you talk about how excited you are and how this is solving a problem for you. Yeah you know, blah, 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 and all these things. Yeah. To me, if I saw that, that wouldn't come across salesy to yeah. me. Like, oh my gosh, she's really excited about that. Yeah. I mean, ask her what it is, you know, yeah. versus, you know, consistently posting graphics with pricing and links and yeah. get it here. Well, I, I think that's like an area for me to personally grow. Mm-hmm. I look up to people who really boldly share, but in an awesome way. And I have yet to actually find that group for mm-hmm. myself. So I will be the first one to say, I'm ready for that own, my own expansion. I'm, I don't have it figured out. Yeah. Well, and I think the way that I look at it, um, cause I have done stuff on my personal page that shares about, you know, what I do and why I love it and stuff. And, and I think because like I said, it comes from me authentically going like mm-hmm. this business has literally changed my life. Like I would yeah. be stuck in a cubicle right now working nine yeah. to five, you know, throughout the whole summer, having my kids having to go to camp 
Um, but because of my business, it's allowed me to be home and my kids are yeah. home. Like my daughter had to sleep over last night. I picked her up at noon. My other one's here. Like we're, we're doing some, my son and I sat in the bed this morning from eight until 10 and watched a movie, you know? Yeah. And so like, those are things that my business was able to bring me in. And like, so if I can go online and do a live video and talk about why I think this industry is so amazing, I don't have to necessarily even say my company at that point, you know, you can just talk about what the industry's done for you. Yeah you know, people will relate to that in a way that doesn't feel like you're being pushy or salesy. Totally. I think it's more like, I, I know there's moms out there who could use this, who need more kids, right? And so and coming from that place, yeah, I think there's yeah. in that. And I mean, I'm being selfish. I know I am when I'm worried about what other people are going to think. I know that. Like, I will call myself out. Um, so you've heard it here first. I'm ready to expand with We're you. waiting for it. You can tag us in it. Um, okay. Well, and let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about the judgment thing, because I know a lot of us sign up for this business, myself included going like, Oh my gosh, what are people going to think? Like, Oh, oh that is my head trash. Right? That is like the hardest thing I've had to get over. Right. My, yeah. And I do. And I'm, I'm the advocate because this is what I preach is mindset to me. Like this business is one in your mind first. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So let's talk about some of that stuff. So so yeah, so like for me, this business is totally one in your mind first before, yeah. you know, because a lot of times people will get stuck in their head, right? And like I've, I'm, my whole mantra is you can read all the books on skills on how to build this business and how to do all the things. But if you are give, telling yourself negative th- self-talk all the time, if you're negative in your head, you won't get past the first obstacle. You know, you won't get past the first no. You'll be like, oh my gosh, yeah. she said no. Oh, she said no to me. Like I, yeah. I just remember feeling that when I signed up, like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> you know, what yeah. are you me? Because I'm doing this and you got to work on this piece, right? Uh, well, absolutely. And as much as, as we, we want, we're, we're just trained, you know, to honestly think that, well, well, I can become an expert at this, or I need to pass this test, or I need to get certified or, you know, that yeah. is how our world is set up. And it's so, I, you know, counterintuitive in this business. And I work with my team all the time about, saying, this is different. This is so different. You literally, you, I guess I'll just share my favorite example here and hope it can speak some life into other people. Um, when you get sponsored in this business, I always like to imagine it is like a dark room. Okay. And so that person who is coming into that room, they've been brave enough to put their hand on the doorknob. Maybe they've spent years like putting their eye up to the crack and looking and pulling back, but they finally get strong enough to to put their hand on, turn it and walk inside. That's huge. Okay. Awesome. And they walk in there and they're like, Oh my gosh, I cannot see anything. I can't see what's on the walls. I can't see right in front of me. Am I going to trip on something? Am I going to stub my toe? You know, like these are like, this is the monkey braid. And I just like to say your sponsor and your upline, we are those hands in the dark room, you know, just reach for us, just find us. We're there to lead you forward. And as we pull you forward, as you're, you know, learning the system by actually taking action, by pouring positivity into your mind, by believing in yourself, you're going to start the, the walls will start to become a little more illuminated. You'll be able to actually make out some shapes and see some things. And, and in that moment, you don't even have to wait until you see what's on the wall. I want you to think about who you want to turn around to and grab their hands so that we can create this beautiful, loving chain of arms locked together where we're all coming through this darkness into the light as one. Um, And so it's like, yeah, it's like, you just have to like weirdly trust the person Mm -hmm. who sponsored you. Um, Hopefully you like them (laughs) because you work really closely together. Right. And you just like, we always say you earn while you learn and activity 
cures so much. You just, you can overthink this thing to death. You Absolutely. can't do that. Well, you will go nowhere. Exactly. And I find like for me, cause I'm the type of person that, um, I'm like the ignorance on fire person. I just take, oh, yeah. sometimes I don't always know exactly yeah. what I'm doing. And I'll say I've made a lot of mistakes in that first year, especially still today in my business. But every time I took action, even if it wasn't the right action, I mm-hmm. learned something. Right. The other piece is that when you take the action and you do the work, regardless of the outcome, you realize that what you were getting all up in your head about yeah. wasn't as scary as it, right. as when you did the work. And then the yeah. next time you're like, Oh, well that wasn't as bad. I made that up yeah. and, and it was actually quite easy. And then you yeah. isn't, you're not as fearful the next time to go mm-hmm. and do something. So mm-hmm. that it's totally true. You learn through the doing in this business. Right. You can't read all the books and then go out the door and feel like, you know, you know what you're doing. Cause yeah. you may think you know what you're doing, but as soon as you get in front of somebody and the nerves hit and the self-talk happens. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, right? So surround yourself with people that are going to speak life into you, you know, and who are going to go on the journey with you of life and of business. And I, that is the sweet spot. I mean, just to, I think we all would agree. It's so about the people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Um, the people and, and there's, there's lots of resources like that. Even if you, like you said, you know, if you like your upline or don't like your, up, even if your upline isn't right. drive and you can't go there, there's lots yeah. of resources out there yeah. that you can go to, to get the support and things that you need, which is it's absolutely. the whole reason I started this business was that gap for people who are like, I don't even know who my upline is. Like, you know, cause I'm I like, know that makes me feel so lucky because I, I don't know what that would be like. And person who are listening, you become that upline. That's what yes. you do. Right. That's a good point. So let's talk about that. So yeah, yeah, like you always hear that in this business that you don't need an upline, you need a downline. And I think that comes from the doing, right? Like you mm-hmm. figure it out, you do what works, what doesn't you learn, try something mm-hmm. else, you know, mm-hmm. and keep moving on with that. So I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So can you share a little bit, because I know a lot of my listeners are mama bears as well. And how have you found, cause your little guy's eight months old. So you've been working two businesses with the little one at home. Like how have you found that all to work out for you? What kind of things do you have tip wise for all the mama bears out there listening to this? Yeah. Um, so it all is like in my brain right now, just like colliding and fireworking. So that's a good thing when that happens. Right. Uh, <laughs> I talk often uh, in my podcast, the Sacred Conversations um, podcast. Uh, I literally take people on the journey with me. Like you are, I, I'm not coaching. Ex, I am coaching within network marketing, but I'm not coaching clients at this point in time. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing you know live events and and things with groups, but I'm basically in the four walls of my home. I work from home every day. I'm raising my son every day. My husband works a very demanding full time job. He's a golf pro, and so his hours are oh over the place. We don't, you know, the sun goes down <laughs> till the sun goes down till people are off that course, having fun. And that is okay. Cause he loves what he does and it is, mm-hmm. he's living out his dreams and I am living out mine. It just looks different. Mm-hmm. And so that first like tip or that first bit of advice or that first bit of loving for those mama bears is to just be honest with where you are. Mm-hmm. I don't try to pretend that I'm like, or tell myself I'm going to work for like, you know, an uninterrupted hour or something like that. It's not realistic. And if I set that expectation inside of the house with me and my son as the only two people there, I'm going to be disappointed. And so it's like, what is going to work? Okay. We've got nap time hustle. Okay. We've got some nice independent play. Okay. We've got the gym membership with the child. 
the kids club, that child care, like let's start finding things that are actually going to let those puzzle pieces click into place instead of feeling frustrated when things just aren't going to happen the way they used to. Mm -hmm. Giving yourself that grace. Yes. And also alleviating the mom guilt. Cause I know for me, I built quickly when I started and I had a four and a half week old, like and and an eight year old and a six year old. So you know, I'm grateful for the supportive husband that I have who was always there, but I had to, um, work through some of the mom guilt, right. Of being Mm -hmm. out. Cause when I built and and I mean, to this day, I think still people do this, but I would be out two and three nights a week, taking my stuff, doing the meeting presentations and being like, ah, I'm missing out on some things. But I think as moms, you know, that work that I did in that first year to, to build that business and really, you know, go all in has allowed me to leave the full-time job and yes. now be home with my kids all summer. Yes. Right. And, yeah. and so it's the payback on that. So, you know, mom guilt, you know, how do you, like, how did you deal with that? What kind of things did, came up for you? Well, it, it most recently makes me think of the first time I actually did just leave him with the at the gym in the childcare, and I was crying more than he was. I wouldn't let him see me cry, but it was like it was me choosing, not just choosing myself, but choosing all of us in that moment. Which, as women, why do we put ourselves? on the end of the list. Why do we take care of everybody else first? You know, if you've seen the made for more movie with Rachel Hollis and she talks about that base example, I don't know if if you have seen it, Shana, or if your listeners have. No, we only had one showing, I think in Canada. Sure. Well, I'm hoping it'll come on to streaming because she's huge and she's on fire right now for so many of the right reasons, but she just shares this beautiful example of a vase and I won't go into it here. Um, so it's not too long, but if you want to hear more about it, I did actually share a little bit about it over on my podcast. And if you want me to go into it, I'm happy to right here, right now. Yeah. Um, And we're good. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) We'll dive in. All right. We'll just let, we'll just let it continue to multiply in the best ways possible. And so she explains, she's talking about this vase and and you're a visual person. I am as well. And I thought she was going to go somewhere totally different. You know, I've heard, I've heard a lot of examples of self-care and a lot of examples for, you know, how we pour ourselves out. You know, I'm thinking, are there going to be holes poked inside? <laughs> you know what I mean? Where's the thing here? Right. Cause I will also attest that I am just a personal growth, you know, junkie. I love changing myself. I love transforming the work I do now is because of how far I've come. I'm so committed to helping people just feel awakened in their lives and live authentically and brave. And so I, it's great when you feel like you've heard all of the examples for, um, <laughs> pouring yourself out. But she goes into this vase and she's like, you know, you know, us women, we're like these vases. Okay. And you know, we hold flowers, we hold the water, we hold the beauty, we hold our families, we hold our jobs, we hold our businesses, you know, we, we hold it all. And she's like, and we just keep dumping ourselves over. And obviously I'm paraphrasing. I can't yeah. remember exactly what she said, but this is my version. We just keep dumping ourselves or over pouring ourselves out. Everyone around us is getting covered in water and we look and everything around us is like springing to life. And yet what are we doing? We're literally laying on our side, mm. empty, starving, you know, like, and I'm just like crying. Cause I'm yeah. like, Oh my gosh, everything yeah. around me is blooming. Everyone's doing great, you know? Yeah. And that was really my aha for realizing like, I got, I, Barnes is not a, a newborn anymore. <laughs> I was really living in that world he, and he's changing. I'm changing to, oh my gosh, I haven't actually changed. He is, but I'm still living life the way it was. And so then 
back into the example, she goes on and she says, now, now, you know, sisters, if we were to stand ourselves up and stay standing up and all of that goodness and all of that life and all the things we'd be pouring out that we're pouring out to others, we just stay standing. Do we realize that standing up, that's actually going to overflow out around Mm -hmm. us? that the water will continue to pour out, but because we still are taking care of ourselves, because we still are finding whether it's that 30 minute window, that hour, um, taking that hot bath, whatever it is, going out with your girlfriends, that self-care, eating really nourishing foods, taking Mm -hmm. care of our bodies, because we're doing that, like all of a sudden we get to bloom with everyone else around us. Yes. And I just, I know. And I just was like, that to me is when I get to that mom guilt place, Mm -hmm. when I'm dropping him off at the, the, the gym daycare, whether you do have full-time childcare or whatever it is you're doing, or you're leaving that night and you're, you've got your bag full of stuff and you're showing up and you're knocking on the wrong front door, whatever it is. Right. It's like, (laughs) I actually heard a great story about that working out well. Um, (laughs) uh, that guilt, why? Like, why? Where is it going? Because we have got to stand ourselves up. We've got to do this. And I think of what do I want my son to see? Do I want him to see me depressed in my house? Do I want him to see me drinking way too much like I used to? I mean, that was a big problem for me a while ago. That was like my biggest fear in this life as a mom was that I wouldn't be able to stop drinking Mm. because that was how I was making myself feel better for not actually going out and living my dreams and making them happen. Let's just be honest. No, let's just be honest. Yeah. There's a lot of us out there that deal with that and myself too. It's like when I have a glass of wine at the end of the day, I feel like I've earned it. It's like my reward. It's like, oh, I've made it, you know, and like, and so you kind of get accustomed to having that to just dull the, the pain. I mean, well, Shana, I wasn't even talking about a glass. I used to drink a bottle of wine by myself. Like I was really like far down and just my own, um, coping mechanisms, you know, and my own, my own pain from my past, all of these things. And I was afraid to move. And so I was like, let's just do this. It's amazing how, when you unlock the things inside of yourself, when you trust that what you're actually hearing inside is yeah. for you and to help you and to set you free. You don't want those things anymore. anymore. It's funny that you say that. Cause I feel like in the last few weeks of just the transitions that I've been going through with yeah. our financial stuff. And we've had a lot of things that I've been sharing in the world that my, my need or want for that at the end of the day, since like being open about it and talking mm-hmm. about it has lessened. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel, it's almost like I've released the, the burden of it or something. Yeah. It's like, I still enjoy it. Don't right. get me wrong, but I don't yeah. feel the need for yes. it so much because I like, bring it to the surface and talk about it. Yeah. Right. And only, you know, the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Only you know, what's actually going down and what's happening. And only we can actually advocate for ourselves mm-hmm. and get ourselves in the path of things and people and opportunities and companies and businesses that are actually going to support our greatest good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. Now I want to talk on something um, when you were saying there about the the whole thing about doing things for everybody and, and a couple things on that for the moms who are dealing with the mom guilt, because we've all been there is the thing is, is when you drop your son off at the daycare at the gym, he's learning skills 
by being there, right? Mm-hmm. He's learning how to be without right. you and still be yeah. okay, right? Yeah. When when you leave and I mean, going on conferences and being gone for three days and having the kids all be with daddy, like feeling guilty about that. But then daddy's learning, the kids are all learning how to cope and do things without you always being there. So it's it's also a learning process for mm-hmm. our children and our families to- The letting go. Right? Like yeah. it's, it's, it's not necessarily always a bad thing. And, and, yeah. and how to translate that into your, your work and your team is that if you can't, like, you can't do everything for everyone on your team and this right. is for your family. If you're doing everything for everyone in your family, they're not learning how to do it themselves. If you're doing everything for everyone in your team, they're not learning how to do it themselves. They're not going to be independent. They're not going to be able to yeah. duplicate. So, you know, little lesson that kind of goes in both ways is that, you know, we can't do everything for everyone. Let people mm-hmm. go and figure things out. Right. And, um, I know I've gotten into that trap of trying to, you know, I'm a control freak. It's a natural thing that I (laughs) I suffer from, you know, right. So it's about letting go and letting people go and figure it out. And also like, if you remove yourself, right. If you give that space, the opportunity to happen, how awesome is it to be needed? Mm, How awesome is the contrast of you being there and you not being there? Yes. Whether it's your team, whether it's your child, whether it's your husband, whether it's you getting on a plane, going to that live event, everybody missing mom while you're gone, but figuring out life, having those own relationships happen, your team, you know, using (laughs) the source or whatever it is, you know, of the things that are there to support and guide them. And also just becoming resourceful. That way, when you step back in, when I step back in, when I go scooping back up again, mama's back. Okay. Or your leader's back or your sponsor's back. And you notice the difference because of the contrast. Yes. I love that. It's so true. The contrast and the growth in them too, right? Mm -hmm. The next time when you have to go away or the next time you're not there, they have skills now to how to deal and cope with that, right? Whether it's your team member or your child or your husband for that matter, you know, they have to learn how to cope without us too sometimes, right? So Um, I love that. This has been so, so amazing. Um, we've talked on a lot of awesome points and uh, I just want to just thank you so much for your time here. Now I want to touch on a little bit about where people can find you, um, where your podcast is located, how, you know, if they wanted to follow you on Instagram and all those things, because you have so much great content, so many great words of wisdom. I'm going to dive into your podcast as soon as we're done here. And uh, I I don't want it to end. I love chatting. Well, I feel bad because you're in your car. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh no. No, we're good. For an hour now. Well, we're fine. I, I pulled up like right down the street in front of one of my favorite little houses, you know, and it's just like, this is to me, this was my dream. And so I never let myself forget that I'm living it right now. And I will sit and talk in the car as long as I want because it's so well, fun. Uh, well, if you've got more time, I've got more questions. <laughs> Absolutely. But do it. Do I it. Do. Well, I just, okay. So let's talk about some of your, your biggest struggles in your business so far before we, before we wrap sure. up. Sure. Because I always, and I, also ask, you know, for your biggest tips, but go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think struggles, they're a good place to start. Um, I'm a, I like to be a positive person, but where I see struggles in my business is, you know, it's like, what happens when we point the finger? They're what three of them pointing back at us. Right. And so it is in, in, we're specifically talking about network marketing, correct? I was, yes, but you can, okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. We keep it real here. So yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll stay in that lane. And, you know, I feel like we would be here all day. We were talking about all of the, the empires that are occurring. Um, but I love this business as much as sometimes it feels like, you know, I want to, I get frustrated. We all have, I think that frustration, um, because we, there are 
really no controllables. The only thing we can control in this business is ourselves. And so I have had to really get real with myself and my own, just the places I need to grow in next, the places I need to grow in more. If I'm blaming someone else who is on my team, who was on my team or whatnot, is that fair? And I do that in my real life too. And why do I carry that? Do I want to carry that? So if you're considering network marketing or if you've been in it for a while, my biggest gift in the, is in the fact that this is a mirror for me. Okay. So it's reflecting back the areas that I personally need to grow in, in all areas of my life and blaming and holding on to those bitter roots Mm-hmm. is not who I want to be. It is not who I am. It is not the leader I want to be. It is not the organization I want to build. And so really that self-work for forgiveness, for letting go mm-hmm. has been the thing that's like, that has been my struggle mm-hmm. of just releasing and moving forward mm-hmm. and having other people. I've had to lean on other people to help me do that because I will just I don't know why that's maybe just who I am, how I am. It's hard for me to do that. It's hard for me to not make up stories about somebody else Yeah. in this business. That is something that we can get stuck in. And I just refuse to be a stuck person. Yeah, no. And it's so true. Cause sometimes in this business we get like, you can get attached, like people come in and you're so like, we we're so excited when they come in and, and we yeah. almost sometimes for us, I think as, as um, people who've been in the business for a while and we get it, we see the picture bigger than they I get it now. So much different. Yeah. And it's like, it's been two and a half years and I was getting these lessons, Shana, within my first six months. So because I, and everyone's journey is different, my massive action led to massive breakdowns and breakthroughs for me because there was just so much happening. Yeah. So much, so many lessons compacted into like one period. I saw, I, I can totally relate. And I feel like that, um, you learn. And I actually feel like actually, to be honest, you learn a bunch of lessons when you first come into network marketing and you learn about people coming and quitting and you learn about people, um, you know, saying no, and you learn about people who don't show up, um, you know, or, or hostesses who quit or whatever. You learn about a lot of that stuff. And then I found my next biggest transition was the lessons from being at almost the top to getting to the top that Mm -hmm. that year and a half of going through like the, the pushing and the, you know, like it's just a different kind of set of lessons. It's about like grit and the really like, like hanging in there and the tough, like it's tough. I don't know. There's a toughness that you get when you're going through that second transition in your business. And um, it's hard to put your finger on it, but I just remember like feeling like, you know, you just, it's cause it's not, you, you can't build this business to the top alone. You can't have to have these people with you. So, but then you don't have the control over everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. like this balance of like wanting to like, you know, push everybody, but at the same time, you've got to keep everybody, like you don't want to come across too soon. Right. We're going, we're going region. No, yeah. no, 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 no. You got to balance your own emotions too. Like, cause there's times where we were, you know, almost there and then it didn't work out and then we had to do it again. And it was kind of like this emotional roller coaster place, but you learn that they're like, again, you learn through that stuff. And, and, you know, to do it again, I would do it probably differently. I probably wouldn't, Mm -hmm. you know, push it so hard. I'd let it happen Mm -hmm. a little bit more naturally Mm -hmm. or, you know, so 
Um, but you learn all those things and you really learn how to, like you were saying, letting go is that, um, when somebody leaves the business, even though sometimes you can't see it in that moment and we, we, it's almost like we lose a friend, you know, when someone's leaving the business, you kind of almost feel a little bit of that little, like, Oh, like, why is she going? Like, why is she quitting? You know, and you've done everything to try and keep them. But what that does, if they even have that conversation. Yeah. Sometimes they just, they just ghost, <laughs> and you're like, I don't know, but see, yeah. I've learned yeah. with the ghosters. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I was heartbroken for months. (laughs) I was, I was. Um, and I, but I also, before I, we go further, I want to say that in the most beautiful way of, of the letting go, you know, of, of feeling like, Oh, I don't know where the word I was looking for is going, but it's also taught me to, to put a 10, you know, as we say on everyone and like that 10 on top of their head, because you also never know what season that person is in. And I don't know why, but I always think of one of our leaders, you know, Linda Parker and how she was a district manager six times. Yeah. Whenever that happens in my business, I'm just like, it'll be a different season one of these days. And I'm going to be so loving. I, it, Arvon, network marketing has taught me to be the most loving, yeah. open, relaxed hand uh, version of myself instead of trying to get the answers out of somebody if they yes. don't have the words yet or if they don't even give me the words. It's just like, oh, I just, I just want to let things flow. And it's taught me to be abundant and realize like that one person is not going to make or break a business, right? Exactly. That next person is already coming on in or they're already here. Maybe that sleeping giant is already being awoken in them right now. And I'm right there to help. Absolutely. All of that. And that's, that's just the thing is that when you are holding on so tightly to somebody and then they, they leave anyways, um, you know, one them leaving, like you said, you don't know what, what they're going through. And so you just have to be there for them and don't burn bridges. Like there are lots of people who have left and come back, come back in a different place and space and they're more ready when they come back. And I want to be graceful when they do come back, graceful then and graceful now. Yeah. And then you, you'll, you'll leave them, leave them in that better place. Right. Like I understand this isn't for you right now. That's okay. You know, if you, if you yeah. have the opportunity to do that, but then yeah. like you said, people leaving gives opportunity for more to come back. Yes. Right. So yeah. it creates a new space, that whole law of the vacuum. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. um, it's just trying to be mindful of that. And I think you get hardened in that over time. Like now it's like if somebody signs in and says they're going to the top and then they disappear within a week. Yeah. I'm kind of like, now it's kind of comical. It's like, okay, sure. you know, yeah. you kind of get you not used to it, but like you just kind of get, uh, you get seasoned in that and you just kind of, yeah. it's not, it's disappointing. It'll always, it's always still feels disappointing, yeah. but, um, you don't let it bother you for as long. Right. And, but it, I also like to think of it too, as like the expectations that we put on other people. Like, even if you were to think of like your family on your wedding day, right. And you maybe have these crazy expectations for like this person to be like this and this person to be that way. And then at the end of the day, if like, you know, the, the aunt and the uncle have gotten into the argument and like your, your dad's off, you're just like, you look at the expectation and the gap there and you're just like, Wow. Um, this is what I was wanting. I didn't get that. And yet at the same time, if we just, I'm learning, if I just take that expectation down and just let, let it happen and appreciate the good, then I'm going to be a much happier person. That's what Tony Robbins always says, trade expectations for appreciations. And if you you find the gratitude, you find the good in the situation, you'll always come out the other side better. Right. And um, I think being positive and feeling positive around the situations is always going to pay you back because what you put out, you get back, right? So if yeah. you're putting out a lot of negativity and anxiety and, and you know, yeah. all that stuff, you're just going to get more of that back. And um, 
That's not and right. having those people that you can really be real with, which is why I love your community so much, because I'm sure that there are people who probably found each other and made friends, you know, through your own yes. organization that you've created here. In addition, where people can just be like, oh my gosh, this just happened. You got to keep it real. You got to let it out and then just keep going and keep moving on. Right. And yeah. try not to get stuck in your head over it. Cause that's mm-hmm. where we, that's where we can trip up for sure. All right. So if you were to give us, you could give us your top three tips, your top three personal development books, um, mixture of the two, how, what would be some final thoughts you'd want to leave us with? I mean, I always love a good book. So if you've read a good book, yeah. I got a stack here, I got a stack over there. I just love, um, personal development books. Like you said, yeah. you're a personal development junkie. So what is some of your favorite, um... my, my all time, probably favorite, just grab off the shelf. If I'm needing a dose when, whether it's related to business, whether it's related to, you know, creating things or making things or being a good person is Elizabeth Gilbert's big magic. Mm. That book speaks to me so big. Um, it speaks to the fear. It speaks to creating, it speaks to being an artist. And regardless of if your canvas is, is, a, is a, you know, a painting or you're creating something with clay or whatever, like, or you're creating a business or creating an organization. We are all creating, you know, we want to grow, we want to learn. And so just speaking to that is so life-giving to me to remind me of those voices in our heads and the things that we're just craving to birth into this world. Love that. So that would be my book. I also just love the cover. I think it's such an awesome, bright cover. And the, she has everything a podcast about it. too for that, I think, as well. Yeah, yes. I, I haven't listened to it in a while. Um, that is another thing, too, that this may not be the most popular thing to say, but for my own personal growth, for my own um, leadership, mm-hmm. I've actually had to tune a lot of things out. There mm-hmm. are so many voices right now, and so it can be distracting. And yet there are a few people that it's like in certain seasons, it's like, okay, these are basically like the top three things that I'm going to let in. Yes. Otherwise I'm going to listen to podcasts all day long, or I'm going to read or listen to, you know, I use audible cause I'm just yeah. a big fan of listening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to just do so much of that. And I actually need to hone in and focus. And when I'm in the process of creating or doing something really big or important for me, yeah. the less I hear is actually the better. Yes. So I guess that would be my number. My number two is just know what season you're in. You know, if it's, if it's a time when you're really needing to create something or have your own voice be heard by you, mm-hmm. got to stop listening to everybody else, or maybe just have like a few key like seats at the table of like, I have three seats filled, no more. Yes. Well, and that's the thing you got to unfollow sometimes because you get yeah. so, you get so distracted by comparison and mm-hmm. looking at what everybody else is doing. And, and yeah. you're, you start to play games again in your head that you need to, you need to protect that in yourself. Yeah. Follow and follow and follow. Sure. Yeah, sure. And then number three, hmm, number three, I'm like, what direction do we want to go for this? Right. Um, What's a tip that you could share for keeping your team motivated and inspired? Like what's, Oh yeah. Uh, I love just keeping the communication there. So Mm -hmm. maybe somebody isn't, you know, in it right now, maybe they're not going for a goal. I still want to show up in their life. I still want to cheer them on. I still want to know what's happening in their world. Um, One of my upline leaders is so amazing at writing handwritten notes. Mm -hmm. I mean, We get those. And it's like, that's who I want to be. That's her name's Dina Kretzer. She will be a national vice president any day now. And so it's like, okay, 
it might be simple. It might be back to basics, but I just want to keep that. Basically, if we had a golden thread connecting our hearts, I don't want anything to break that. So yeah. if I feel that tug of like, this person's really doing awesome in this one thing, or maybe they did something great, you know, in their other business or have big, exciting news. I want to be there for them. I want to connect. I want to breathe life. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing tip. And actually that whole handwritten thing is something that absolutely we have to get back to that. Even if it's, even if it's just hand, like it, well, even to your team for sure, but for your clients, when someone buys something from you to do a handwritten card, and I have to admit, I have to get better at that myself. And, and the reason I don't do it is because I often don't like what I'm writing. I write the, sometimes I'm like, did that, does that even make sense? I have a quote for you. I have a quote for you. Tell me, tell me. You cannot edit and create at the same time. Ugh. You cannot. Mm. And that's true with everything. If that's you taking action in your business, if that's you making an ask, if that's you typing up an Instagram, you know, caption or post, like if you are like, these are my words and oh, da, 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 da. no, like create it first. And as you're writing those notes, just let it out. It does not have to be the exact right thing. Yeah. Well, I could draw a heart. (laughs) I know. Well, that's the thing is I often reread what I've written and I'm like, she's going to think I'm nuts. And then I end up ripping it up. Yeah. Three of them. And then I'm like, I can't, I got it. Then then make a rule. Your rule is you can use whiteout. You can't get a new note. (laughs) I know I should. I've got to get better at that. Those are great tips though, because I think in such a social media online world, we have lost that whole, um, you know, physical, personal. Keep it high touch, everybody. Keep it high touch because that is what touches the heart, right? Find ways to do that. So, um, and I actually recommend that. I always say like, even when we practice gratitude, even if you're sending a card, if it's not somebody on your team, maybe it's, it's anybody that you're just grateful for something about them. Even if it's just that, you know, they called you the other day or something, throw it in a card, throw a stamp on it and throw it in the mail. Yeah. Like, thanks so much for calling. Like, just that yeah. little touch because what we put out comes yeah. back. Right. So, I mean, it's just so much, so much, um, so much stuff there. So I love this. This is so awesome. Okay. So now I'm going to ask you, how does everybody find you? Because this was so great. And I know that you've put some great content and some good value out there. So where can everybody mm. find Rachel? Thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Canfield. It's just my name. And if you're wanting to tune in to my podcast, to my voice, uh, I love deeply sharing and coaching. That's actually kind of where I'm taking the coaching these days is the podcast. So you can find it on iTunes. You can also find it on my website through my blog. Uh, It's the Sacred Conversations podcast. And my website is rachelcampfield.com. I love that. And I'm going to put those all in the uh, the notes as well. So if you're on the iTunes page or the Buzzsprout page, you'll see them on there as well. So this was great, Rachel. Thank you so much. I appreciate you sneaking out into the car yeah. <laughs> to do this with me. Uh, so much fun. Um, I can't wait to share this with everyone and such great tips and good conversation. And I feel like we could talk for at least another hour or two here, but I know you yeah. got to get back to your family. So thanks for having me, everybody. This was amazing. Thanks guys. 
Hey, girlfriend, thank you so much for joining me here on Keeping It Real with Shannon Recker. I hope that you found great value in today's training. But before you go, I just want to say the fact that you're here listening to this podcast speaks volumes to the commitment that you have for achieving your business goals. And I want to ask you, could you use a little more help on closing that gap from where you are to where you want to be? If so, I want to invite you to snag up my, my free video series on the top six things that I know for sure help me crush some of the biggest goals in my business to date. You can grab your very own copy at shanarecker.com. See you in the course. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.